Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensah, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensah is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. Let's say a word of prayer before you sit. Our Father and our God, we are gathered as a church before you to listen to you once again. Lord, speak to us as a father speaks to his children. Minister to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seats. Thank you. Thank you. My work this morning is simple. I am here to persuade you that your prayer life should be like that of Jesus. That is my job this morning. It is not every prayer that heaven listens to. In James chapter 4 verse 3, the Bible says you ask, but you don't receive because you ask amiss, you ask wrongly to spend on your own pleasure. It's not every prayer God answers. You ask wrongly. You ask wrongly. You ask wrongly. You ask wrongly. A lot of Christians pray much. They don't receive anything, but they don't care anyway. You ask wrongly. And why do you ask wrongly? So that you may spend it on your desires for pleasure. The person whose prayer heaven always hears is Jesus Christ. And we need to study how he prayed, what he prayed about, and how he prayed about what he prayed about. So, let's begin. The last person you expect to pray in the Bible is Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. 
That's John chapter 1 verse 1. So when John 1.14 says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Why should he pray? John chapter 1 verse 18 says, No one has ever seen God. The only begotten Son of God, He is in the bosom of the Father. He has made Him known. Why should He pray? He said in John 8.58, Before Abraham was, I am. He said in John 10.30, I and the Father are one. He said the Father, John 5, 22 and 23. He said the Father doesn't judge anybody. He has given all judgment to the hands of the Son. So that all people who respect the Son as they respect the Father. He said in John 14, verse 9. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Why are you saying show us the Father? Why should Jesus pray? But what we find in the pages of the Bible is that Jesus disciplined himself to pray. Mark chapter 1 verse 35 says, And in the morning, Rising up a long while before day, Jesus went out to a solitary place, a lonely place, and there he prayed. Very early in the morning. Very early in the morning. While it was still dark. While it was still dark. He got up, went out, and made his way to a deserted place. And he was praying there. Mark 1, 35. The Greek word used here, early in the morning, means between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. While it was still dark, your Lord, my Lord, he got up. After a night of miracles, he didn't sit on his bed, cross his leg, and say, Father, you know I and you, we are one. Uh, Father, you know, you got, you got to hear me. You got to know. Ah, yeah, Father, Daddy. He went out to a lonely place deserted place so that there will be no distraction and there he prayed in Luke chapter 5 verse 15 and 16 the Bible says great multitudes came to Jesus to be healed and to hear his sermons. 15 and 16. But the news about him spread even more. 
and large crowds would come together to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. Verse 16 says, Yet he often withdrew to deserted places and prayed. Yet Jesus valued prayer more than miracles, healing, sermon. He often withdrew to solitary, secret, deserted places and prayed. Many Christians want miracles in their lives. They want a secret which Jesus did not know. They want a way by which they will just do this and this and things will happen. And they don't need to pray like Jesus because they are bigger than Jesus. They have found a secret which Jesus did not know. And they must teach Jesus their shortcuts so that he too will learn. In Luke chapter 6, verses 12 and 13. Luke 6, 12 and 13. During those days, he went out to the mountain to pray. And he, during those days, during those days, Jesus went out to the mountains to pray. You see, the, uh, chapter 5 verse 16 says, wilderness. Then chapter 1 verse 35, lonely desert place. Now mountains, the mountains to pray. And spent all night in prayer to God. He stayed all night in prayer to God. He stayed all night in prayer to God. When was the last time you had a personal all night? Yes, you don't need a personal night because you are bigger than Jesus. You, you have found a secret which Jesus didn't know. That's why he had all night prayer alone. You don't need it. But you will get everything you want in this life. Go ahead. Show us. When Show. daylight came, he summoned his disciples and he chose 12 of them he also named them apostles. He prayed all night before choosing the team of twelve he worked with for the rest of his life. This is it. He prayed all night. You know, for many of us, what matters to us in life is how you pass your exam. What matters to you is your marriage. What matters to you is your business. So you pray fast when it's your marriage, your business, your exam. For Jesus, the people he worked with, the people he worked with, that's what mattered to him. He had an all night for that. And in the morning, he chose the people. Many of our prayers, when you come before God, He looks at it. He doesn't answer foolish, stupid prayers. The Bible says, uh, 
in Psalm 14 verse 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So, I see some people, they come and stand. I say, there is no God. There is no God. If there is God, let him kill me now. I give him 15 minutes. And 15 minutes, you see, there is no God. I've not died. God doesn't answer foolish prayers. Jesus, after all night, he chose 12. And those 12 were prepared to die for him, except one person. We choose our wives and our friends without prayer. You see a girl, you fall in love with her, say, I will get her by all means. This girl. And finally, you marry her. And you are shocked that the marriage is not working. You see? The person Jesus loved most among his 12 disciples was John. But Jesus never gave the leadership of the church to John. He gave it to Peter. You can love a girl, but that may not be God's will for you. You say it's not true. Our grandfather Jacob loved Rachel. But the grandmother of Jesus was Leah, whom he did not love. She was the mother of Jesus Christ, not Rachel. Heaven doesn't work with your mathematics. He says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And the Bible says, during the daytime, he was praying. Even before asking his disciples a question. You know, I like Luke because he's, he, the way he presents Jesus is as the son of man. And because of that, he brings out things... Matthew, Mark, don't bring out. Both Matthew and Mark tell us that when Jesus was baptized, the, Holy, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit came on him. It is only Luke who tells us that in Luke 3.21. It was when Jesus was praying that heaven opened. Matthew, Mark tell us that Jesus went to the mountains during the transfiguration. He was changed. It's Luke, in Luke chapter 9, verse 28 to 30, who tells us that while Jesus was praying, his face started changing. Matthew and Mark tell us that Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say I am? But it is Luke, who tells us in Luke chapter 9, verse 18 to 20 that Jesus was praying. When he finished praying, 
he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? <laughs> yes. While he was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, who do the crowd say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist. What I want you to notice is, Jesus, before even asking a question, he prayed. Before asking somebody a question, he prayed. Look at the feeding of the 5,000. He gave thanks. He prayed. Look at the cross. He prayed. We have found a secret which Jesus didn't know. Your faith is bigger than that of Jesus. Because the type of faith you have, you don't need to pray. You get things. Come and teach Jesus. Then he will learn from you. But there are okay, two other passages we must read. The way Jesus prayed. Ooh. I am humbled when I read the Bible. The Bible says that in the days of his flesh, Jesus was praying for himself, not for other people, for himself. Let's hear him. Hebrews 5, 7 and 8. Hebrews 5, 7 and 8. Yes. Now. During his earthly life, he offered prayers and appeals with loud cries and tears. During his days on earth in the flesh he offered up prayers here he says appeals it's a greek word hiketeria hiketeria is an olive branch an olive branch and it's used of prayer when you are begging for your life. When you are, you are supplicating, you, you are desperate and you want to tell the bigger opponent who is coming that I beg you, don't kill me, don't, don't damage me, I, I beg you, I, I, I want peace, I beg you, I, I can't fight, I beg you. He offered prayers and appeals with loud cries and tears. With loud cries and tears. With loud cries. When, when was the last time you wept? And why did you weep? Your computer crashed and you wept. Your mobile phone on which you stored all your important numbers, it was stolen and you wept. When was the last? You know, our weeping and laughing show your heart. For where a man's treasure is, there is his heart. You never weep 
when you are praying. But the day the girl you want to marry says, no, I won't marry you anymore, you weep. Shame. To the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverence. Though a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Though a son. Are you a son, a child of God? He was also. Loud cries and tears. I can go on. But let's go to Luke chapter 22. I want us to read from verse 41. Let's get to 44, 41. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and began to pray. <laughs> you know, charismatics and many Pentecostals, they are too big to kneel. They are too big. When you see the way, they are, when it's worship time, they pocket their hands. Coriander, abaga, kakakima, goriander, laba, shiga, gigama, kakianda, zogoga, kika. Yama, yama. Yes. You have found a secret that Jesus never knew. Come and teach him quickly. Jesus knelt. In fact, Matthew and Mark say he fell on his face on the ground. We've had Hebrews, loud cries and tears. He was emotionally engaged with the prayer and with God. Now, his body was engaged. Yes? Let's read the 44. 44 now, please. Being in anguish, he prayed more fervently. And his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. So that is the first part of my sermon. Look, I want to tell you that <laughs> going to heaven is a struggle. Ephesians 6, 12 says, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, spiritual hosts of wickedness. In the high places. Uh, Dr. Tenge, please, can you come? And, and let me show them a thing or two. The Greek word used for what is happening between us and the wicked host of evil spirits is pali. Pali is a wrestling match where you, your only intention is to manage to take your opponent and hit him on the floor, pam, until he begs you. That's Pali. Let's have some Pali now. Thank you. You know, because he was shy of my gray hair. (laughs) 
He didn't want to put me on the ground. The Bible says, every morning you wake up, this is what goes on between you and principalities and powers, thrones, dominions, world rulers, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. This is it. Every Christian must build a personal prayer life that matches that of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? You see, what was Jesus praying about? The answer to this question is difficult because the Bible doesn't tell us plainly what Jesus was praying about. The longest prayer of Jesus is John chapter 17. In John chapter 17, Jesus prayed about three things. It's his longest prayer, 26 verses of prayer. The first part was for himself. The first part of John 17 was for himself. John 17, 1. He says, Father, glorify me, O. Glorify me. Yes, John 17, 1. You can read it for us. Jesus spoke these things, looked up to heaven, and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son. Glorify your son. So that your son may glorify you. Verse 4 and verse 5. 4 and 5. I glorify you on the earth. Yes. By completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with that glory I had with you before the world existed. Jesus prayed for himself. First. But the second prayer, Jesus prayed for his disciples. That's the second part of the prayer. From verse 6. From verse 6. Verse 6 going on. I have revealed your name to the men you gave me. Yes. From the world. They were yours. You gave them to me. And they have kept your word. Now, they know that all things you have given to me are from you. Because the words that you gave me, I have given them. They have received them and have known for certain that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. You need to understand that. Prayer is engaging God enough to catch his attention. You see, you have come to the presence of the all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present, most authoritative, living forever, 
judge of the whole universe. You have come to his presence. Therefore, don't dance around. What you are saying must be a matter which can attract his attention, bring the angels to salute, allow the Holy Spirit to smile, and Jesus to sit in a relaxed way. So, you cannot be on this earth you are bought by the blood of Jesus. He created you. Your body is his home, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And yet, when you are praying, you are not interested in his work, his mission, his ministry. And of course, if I am a carpenter and you visit me and you are not interested in my carpentry, you can't catch my heart. Many Christians are moving around, but God has no business with them. Because they, they are not part of his business. Do you want me to say that again? What I'm saying is that if I have five children and it is raining, there is storm. The children have not come home. And I'm hearing that trees are falling. Cars are being swept away. Outside in Accra. And you visit me in the house. And so, oh, Pastor, I like your suit. Hey, where did you get this shoe from? Huh? Look, you have even got flowers in your house. Hey, Pastor. A bit to you. I like your haircut. Ah, Pastor. For me, you know, the way you are tall and you move around, you know, I, I like these things. In fact, in the whole Ghana, you are the only person who wears spectacles the way you wear it. What do you think? Can you catch my attention? Okay, then say, hey, hey, pastor, the main reason I came is because my shoe is torn. And I don't have school fees for my children. And you know, as I stand here now, I haven't eaten the whole day. You can get part of my interest because you haven't eaten the whole day. I want to help you. But if you enter, 
You don't even greet me. You say, oh, Pastor, this rain, do you know where the children are? I said, no. Look, Pastor, okay, take care of my bag. I'm going to town. I'm going to search for them and bring all the five children home to you. Will you get my attention? Thank you. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You don't care. You care about your business. He cares about the people He gave His Son to die for. And the conversation between you and God, can you hold Him? If you won't talk about His work, about His ministry, about disciple making, you, don't, you are not interested. But you want him to bless you. Bless your work. Jesus knew he was going to be crucified. He's praying. He prays first for himself. Then, from verse 6, all the way to verse 19, he prays for the disciples. But listen to verse 20. This is the third group he prays for. Verse 20 of John chapter 17. I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their message. Jesus was praying for the disciples of the disciples. May they all be one. As you, Father. Did you get it? Jesus was not only praying for his disciples. He was praying for the disciples of his disciples before dying. Jesus had a mission. His mission was all nations should be discipled. And his mission was the Father's business, the kingdom. And so he spent his life on it. You should have heard his prayer in Matthew 9, 37 and 38. He told the disciples, pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his vineyard. You should have heard his prayer in Luke chapter 10, verse 2. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest. He told his followers, follow me. I will make you fishers of men, not millionaires. It is time as a church to wake up to these truths. Number one, I want every local assembly, when you go back, to pick one tribe in Ghana which has not heard the gospel, at least one. 
and start praying for that tribe as a church. That's one. Number two, look through Africa. Africa has 54 countries. Pick at least one country and start praying for that country. Three, pick one of the six continents of this world. Start praying for that continent. God will start hearing your prayers more. I can give you my testimony in closing. Many years ago, I decided that I will pray for every country in the world every day. So I started. After some time, my family joined me. So we broke the countries down. Every Monday, we pray for Africa. Every Tuesday, we pray for Asia. Every Wednesday, we pray for Europe. Every Thursday, North America, South America. Every Friday, Oceania, Australia, New Zealand, and Co. Saturday, Sunday, Thanksgiving. We were doing it for many years. What has happened is that, as I speak now, one of the teams from our Bible college has taken CDM Africa and is praying for every country of Africa around the clock on Mondays. It wasn't long. Some two students and their wives called me from Canada. They have started CDM Canada. After that, I started discipling a team in the United States of America. Now, they have started CDM USA. CDM UK has begun. And I'm not saying it because I want anybody to praise me, because I didn't have any hand in it. As I speak now, my son Moses is in Australia. And my daughter Joy is in America. I didn't do anything about it. And I can tell you more. I believe God wants to use us more than we know. But our prayers, our prayers are so selfish that He cannot come in. God bless you in Jesus' name. Shall we be up? I just want you to pray about two things. Your prayer life. When you compare it to Jesus. Just pray about it. Then the type of things you pray about. Your mission. 
on this earth. If you don't change it, nothing about you can change. Some people tell us that you must be doing positive confession. Go around, say, I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire. What you say will come to pass. I am a millionaire. I know people who have said that for 40 years. Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. If you are going to say, say what catches God's heart. Shall we begin to pray? Follow JFK Mensa Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensaministries.org. God bless you.